Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys. The Everything Sequel podcast contains explicit language, and I will not go to my room. Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Bad News Bears edition. Today we pitch our sequels. My name is Michael Schantz. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, Pitchmaster himself, working to throw his curveball at me, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Say hello, Tom. Let's call the Colonel! <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes? Having grown up in America and around about this, the time in which the Bad News Bears sequels take place, mm. was there ever a time when the KFC sides weren't didn't come as part of the deal? Like, did you have to get them a la carte up to a certain point? Oh, I don't remember. That's a tough one. Because that really struck me when he said biscuits and coleslaw are extra. Yeah, right. Like compared to today's KFC, where essentially, as I understand it, you couldn't just get a bucket of chicken at this point. Like they take the bucket of chicken and they put it in a trough with all the other sides. They pour gravy over it, wrap <laughs> it in a tortilla. Yeah, right. And that's what you get. Yeah, that's what you get. I can't imagine a time where you're having you like, you know, now you would struggle just to order chicken at a KFC. Well, I don't think they. I don't, hmm. I could be wrong. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't remember, you know, it's different than today with the, the meals, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's what, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know? It's yes. Yes. So I think that's the big difference. And uh -huh. I mean, I remember you could get a happy meal at McDonald's, mm -hmm. but I don't remember, you know, I think it was. Oh, so KFC hadn't even sort of like packaged their. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I think it, I think it was a separate deal. You got like a bucket of chicken and then you get your sides. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know for sure. It's been a long time. What, since you went to KFC or? Well, that, since... but also like as a kid, I can only really. I mean, I live next to a KFC. Oh, do you? So. I don't go, like, I I don't really go, but I see the deals in the window. Yeah, right. And I'm just like, I, it, it, like I said, it always looks like a trough filled with yeah, anything yeah, no, that you can buy at You're not KFC. wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can only remember as a, as a family us getting Kentucky Fried Chicken a couple of times. Like, I, you know, having a clear memory of it. Yeah. Wasn't a, wasn't a common thing for us. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, nor, nor should it be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. It's time for Tom and I to finish up this series by pitching a couple of sequels. <laughs> so, yeah, despite the intro, we're not talking about Kentucky Fried Movie. <laughs> yeah, no. We're, we're still talking baseball. Good luck, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Is your movie... We're talking is your... baseball. Is your movie going to have it? <laughs> Jose Canseco. Da, da, da. Is Ken your Griffey movie going to have any baseball in it? And... 
Ken Griffey and his grotesquely swollen jaw. <laughs> Literally, as what I said on the... a previous episode, all I know about baseball is that episode of The Simpsons. What was the juice that they were drinking or he was drinking? Uh, nerve tonic. Nerve tonic. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burns gives him nerve tonic. Nerve tonic. <laughs> By the end of the episode, he's just completely <laughs> disfigured and deformed. Thanks, coach. That's right in, that's right in the wheelhouse of some of the greatest Simpsons episodes. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that song. What a great song! It is, <laughs> it's one. It's amazing, and it's done looks like, like an old timey filter they put. Yeah, over right, the, right. The, the credits as well. It's it's just absolutely perfect. Uh, yeah, whenever I think of anything to do with baseball, when it's like in these movies when the uh, coaches give signals, I just think of Mister Burns and his impenetrable hieroglyphic signals that he does. Oh man. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, how hard was this for you, considering your lack of knowledge of baseball? Did the, I can't imagine that was too difficult, I, was it? I don't, think, I don't think that helped me back at all. <laughs> what are you talking about? If you, told, if you told me the people who made these movies had never seen a baseball game, I'd that be like, That would make yeah, sense. Sure. <laughs> No, it, th- that wasn't that wasn't an issue at all. All right. No. What about you? As the as this podcast resident baseball expert. Well, which again is not <laughs> it's a low bar. A low bar. That you're jumping over here. Um, you know, I think I did want to say something about what it means to be a team, which I think I kind of alluded to in the last episode. Because you can have great baseball players on a team and still be a bad mm-hmm. team. And it's interesting that in sports, you know, you can you could have those same players play the next year and then be great. Yeah. You know, it's how well they play together, how well they know each other, sure. how well yeah. they gel. And sometimes that takes time and sometimes it just clicks right away. You never know. Yeah, in my terms, it's like the difference between, you know... Uh, Alex Ferguson managing Man United and then Man United without him. It's like they kept, they still had the best players in the world, but they didn't have a manager who could pull them together and mm-hmm. turn them into a unit. Yeah. It happens in sports all the time. It's, it's why I think it's why sport is so frustrating, but also so attractive. Yeah. Because you know your shitty team can become something. Right. In the right circumstances. And, you know, you also know that the people at the top can fall away at any moment if mm-hmm. they're not managed properly. Look at you. Well, I... Un- I-, <laughs> <laughs> I think... No, that's the interesting thing. I Like, I think, like, sports movies as a genre riff off universal sports themes that are not specific to any one right. sport. Yeah. Or the good ones do, because then, you know, then you alienate large demographics of people who aren't interested in that particular sport. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that, you know, Field of Dreams is a movie about fathers and sons. It's not a movie about baseball. Yeah, right. You know, Eight Eight Men Down is a movie about corruption. It's not about Eight Men baseball. Out. 
And uh, what's Eight Men Down? Is there a movie called Eight Men Down? I don't Down? think so. <laughs> the sequel. That was the sequel. I just, they, they, I just, they, they rigged the World Series again the next year. I just assumed you were, you were, you know, laying down a trap for me. That you? <laughs> no, no trap. I just didn't know the name of the film. Okay. I thought it was a test. So, I think, I think it's like it's like sports plus, right? You've got everything. Or you can, you know, take the opposite track with like a Rocky series where you take everything that's inherently exciting about the sport and you try to bring it to cinema. Mm-hmm. Although boxing is one of the, it translate, seems to translate very well to cinema. There's a lot of really yeah. great boxing movies yeah. throughout throughout the history yeah. of cinema. Cer- certainly. From like the, from Champion to Raging Bull. Raging Bull. Uh, Don't forget Tough Enough with Dennis Quaid. Okay. I will I will remember that that existed and then I won't forget it. Perfect. <laughs> I haven't seen that one in a long time. I remember watching like really loving it as a kid. <laughs> I say the greatest boxing movie of all time if anyone's never seen it, Champion with Kirk Douglas. Mm. Like you watch that Back to back with Raging Bull, Raging Bull. You're gonna have a good day, yeah. That's a that's a good. No, day. Well, no, I was I was saying the opposite. I think you, Raging Bull, looks like a piece of trash compared to this. Oh, you don't like Raging Bull? I like Raging Bull, but I think it generally it is overrated. But okay, I I think it stole a lot off, and it's Scorsese, so I definitely know he knows these movies. Mm-hmm. I think it took a lot from earlier boxing movies that people haven't seen and attribute to Raging Bull, which is not his fault. Okay, yeah. Nor is it the fault of the film, but... No, yeah. You know. Like, Mil- it's the same with, like, when I grew up thinking Miller's Crossing was the greatest gangster film of all time, and then I, you know, saw the movies and read the books that it was based on. Suddenly it didn't look, didn't look as good. I still like it. It's good, but it's, <laughs> it, it, you know, it ain't... Uh, it ain't no glass key. All right. Or red harvest. <laughs> well, uh, let me ask you this. Mm. What do you think a sequel for the Bad News Bears must have? This is a trick question. No. Uh, I would say... I, <laughs> <laughs> off the top of my head, baseball, but I... I just I could imagine a <laughs> could imagine a bad news baseball that didn't where there was no baseball game without any particular loss to the movie. All right. Uh, bad behavior. Hmm. Interesting. Um, bad sportsmanship. Okay. Um. Guess you. Well, this is it. Like. <laughs> It's actually a really interesting way of putting it because I'm like, like, what's the minimum it needs to have? And I'm thinking about the sequels we've seen. Sure. Like, it, they need a coach. They get away without a coach they get for it, most they, of the second yeah. movie, and they don't really have one at all in the third movie. In the movie, third movie, so, yeah. Um, I guess you know, kids. Uh, but you called both those movies bad too. Yeah, not because not because they. I don't think those aspects of the movie All right. hurt it particularly badly. I guess you need like a, you need to take away some of the team and add new members of the team. Oh, interesting. Time. They did Carmen, Carmen, in the first movie. Car- is it Carmen or Carmine? 
think it's Carmen. I think it is Carmen. Yeah. Feels like it should be Carmine, but it's it does, Carmen. yeah, it does. But that feels my, like it should be. That's my that. racism. <laughs> that's my ra- racism. Yes, not exactly. Um, and then Mustafa. <laughs> yes. So it's like uh, it's like trade. It's like uh, it's like real sports, isn't it? It's like you're trading players mm-hmm. off season, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. It just it was an interesting uh, way to start for me. You know, mm. what I was thinking about, like, is it different? Like, what does a baseball movie have to have? What does a Bad News Bears movie have to have? Oh, yeah, they are different. That's yeah. got to be different, right? Definitely. And yes. yeah. But then it was like I, I started thinking, what kind of sequel do you want to make? And well, this is it. I mean, it's it's of the two the two sequels are entirely different from each other. So does that mean right? Does that mean you try and try and speak to one and not the other, or does it mean you have to do something entirely different again? Yeah. Well, but I think there's a kind of a third option that I ended up landing on. Oh yeah, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I'm talking well, about what. What should happen? I'm not talking about what I did. All right, let me ask you this: You spoke <laughs> yes. in the last, you spoke in the the last episode about the breadcrumbs left at the end of mm-hmm. Go to Japan. Certainly did. I feel like knowing you, you couldn't resist that. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Like when when you were saying that that you know. You ask yourself these questions as a starting point in the back of my mind is going, uh, he's really overthinking it. <laughs> they handed this movie to us on a platter. That's great. They literally, but I mean, that was it. I was sort of like, I, I struggled for a while. I was like, God, what do you do? And then I remembered that the Bad News Bears Goes to Japan ends with Tony Curtis as Marvin Lazar pitching the next film. Mm hmm. And nothing that he says is anything that wouldn't happen in a sequel. <laughs> so I was like, well, okay then. <laughs> and it goes back to my comment, I think, in the ranking episode. It's like, these movies are not shooting for the moon. Why should I? <laughs> Perfect. So I'm just, so you're absolutely right. Your instincts are dead on. You know me better than I know myself. <laughs> because I didn't think I was going to do this until a certain until I had a come to Jesus with myself. Uh-huh. And I was just like, okay, let's just try and make the best version of, of uh, that movie. Of the movie of the movie that is trailed at the end of Bad News Bears Goes to Japan. Was it easy or hard? Um it, it was it's e- it's easy for me because, you know, it's like braggart. Ironically, it is what? braggart i'm not bragging i'm not bragging no it was easy for me because because i was thinking that i wasn't thinking about it in terms of quality i was thinking about it in terms of like quality storytelling or anything i was just thinking thinking of it like ironically like a game you know it's like (laughs) what what move do you make here to get Mm. you to here yeah right uh but in in going about it that way relatively happy with with what I've got. Well, I want to hear it. 
You want me to go first? Yeah, I'm excited. Well, do you let let do you want to tease what what you've done? You said a third option. So just tease it a little bit more, and then I'll give mine. I guess. What do I want to give away? I'll say that there's a thing in sequeldom, and you talk about it often about looping back. Right. And so I wanted to. Loop. Well, I'm at a disadvantage there because I haven't seen Bad News Bears. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But so I wanted to do that, but couldn't. I'm going to loop back, but retain the whole as well. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, we might not be that dissimilar then. Okay. Um. But I'll. Add, I want to. You know, it's funny you say that because I. Or rather, it was funny that you in the last episode you mentioned that Lazar talks about what about next year in Cuba. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was wrong with me that I didn't write that down, so I'd forgotten it by the time we got to it. But Fascinating. I, I, I can't believe I did that. But I want to now include it in my pitch. You remember we do this episode, right? Yep, Every time. I know. I know. <laughs> I, like they're handing it to you on a I plate, know. Mike. We've never had a gift like this. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to work it in. It's going to be fine. That's brilliant. I immediately thought I know exactly what I could do with but that. That's, I mean, that's that's greater credit to you. You were you were trying to actually take this job seriously, not just <laughs> run with the first idea that is presented your way. I thank you. And it means that, you know, that our pitch is a... Although you... I, I, we're not going to have I the think, same pitch. I think had you remembered that that happened, you wouldn't have done that story because you knew I would. Maybe. (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) I would have never been so sure of your pitch as I am for this. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like like the second you said that, I thought, oh, I know what Tom's doing. Of course. It's like it's like the Stargate, you know. It's like you can't see anything outside of those two that tunnel. Yeah. Just bam, straight through. All right. Now, can Are I ask you, is it as simple yeah. as a title as The Bad News Bears Go to Cuba? Not quite. All right. More or less. <laughs> but not quite. <laughs> okay. Uh, the title of my pitch is The Bad News Bears Invade Cuba. Oh. I like yeah. that. I like what you've done. Thank you. <laughs> and it is actually more of a descriptive title than it than it might seem, because I, I think that distinction is important to mm. the plot of the movie. So, we begin the CIA headquarters in Langley. <laughs> Right before you said CIA, oh. <laughs> you yes, you kind you always of... do this. You're like, go first, and then I say one word. You have five questions. You right before you said CIA, you kind of not put your head down in a way in which I knew something was coming. I won't say I knew what was coming, but the second you said it, it made complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> 
CIA headquarters Langley, we get the classic uh, X-Files ticker tape. Ooh, nice. Across the screen. Uh, hey, we've got a time machine. I'll throw in an anachronism here and yeah, there. Yeah, go. Um, we ha- uh, have a CIA, a CIA agent with a file <laughs> racing through the corridor. Um, he goes into goes into the uh, the office of his supervisor, places it down, has the classic for your eyes only, uh, pornography seal on it. Mm-hmm. Opens up. We 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 look inside the file. Mish, you know, in the name of the operation. Operation Bay of Bears. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> fantastic roll credits and and the credits are gonna take us back into the um the the baseball uh field am i using that word correctly i believe so yes you could say Uh, diamond okay diamond where the where the bad news bears uh do their uh training or break training (laughs) (laughs) As the case. Basically, where we where we started breaking training. That's right. where we are. Okay, and uh, the bad news bears. You know um, everything that Marvin Lazar said at the end of uh, "Go to Japan" is is the case. They're planning on it's it's the it's a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is so we're in we're seventy nine now. Yeah, seventy nine. Yes. yes. Um, is Lazar still the coach? Yeah, I'm gonna, yes, I'm going to get there. Mm. So. Um, yeah, the plan is they're going to Cuba. They're going to play a Cuban baseball team. Um, they're having coach tryouts. Uh-huh. Marvin wants oh. to take more of a Marvin wants to take more of a managerial role. So they they're going they're, they're having coach tryouts. We've rather got than some similarities. Tryouts. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the, so the the tryouts for the coach are twofold. So you've got two stations. One of them is the, you know, can they coach the team to play baseball? Uh, the second station is the Marvin Lazar kind of casting couch. Right. Where he's basically checking if if they if they're what they look like on camera, <laughs> whether they've got the necessary charisma to be on to be a like a TV celebrity. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. And of course as you as you well imagine one is conflicting with the other. We're getting someone who's good at one and not good at the other. And, you know, without going into detail, because I don't have the information. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't I'm even only finish your, your homework? I can't give a, I'm only... No, listen, I'm, I'm only your memory. I can't give out new information. <laughs> These will be, like, basically every coach that's being tried out will be a known real world baseball coach Hmm. and they'll be doing an incredible job at coaching the team we'll see them in action and then they get to the marvin lazar casting couch and they're absolutely hopeless they just can't do it (laughs) so marvin is basically blackballing everyone that the team approve and you know obviously us as the audience are going wow you rejected uh give me a name (laughs) i wanted you to give me a name I can't. I I, uh, only a memory. I can't give out new information. Give me a name. I would be well. I guess at that time you you could say like Earl Weaver. Earl Weaver. There we go. 
you know what it's like? It's like, you know, when they wrote the Star Trek scripts and they left gaps for all the science stuff and sent it to a scientist. <laughs> yeah. That's what my script will be like. Oh, you could have Sparky Anderson, too. That'd be great. Yeah, that's right. Sp- great. Sparky Anderson. Um, so, There's yeah, there'll no be a way series Lazar of... could, could say that Sparky Anderson didn't have the charisma. But that would be even funnier, wouldn't it? Because they'd all have to pretend that they were hopeless on screen and yeah. didn't have what it what it takes. So we have a lot of fun with that. Um, and then, you know, once once we've had enough sports cameos, uh, we get to a guy who is clearly a CIA operative <laughs> trying to sneak in. Um, and, you know, he, he goes over well with the team. Like, they buy that he's a, that he's a real coach and that, that they'll do a good job. They have a great rapport. Uh, when he gets to Marvin's station, Marvin's noticing... Marvin's like, oh, this could be the guy, right? He's, he, he's, he's like, he's handsome, he's charismatic, he looks good on camera. Marvin's getting some interference, though, on his TV camera setup that he's got there at the... Uh, <laughs> of course. The, the, at the baseball diamond. And that's when he realizes that uh, there's a surveillance van nearby, <laughs> and he that's how he figures it? out. That... Well, yeah, because he can hear he can hear the CIA guys in the van talking. Fantastic. And he's like, ah, oh, he's like, this guy, you know, this guy's a CIA operative. We can't take him. So Marvin figures out it's like, no, we got to go in there legit. I don't. We're not. This isn't a government operation. We're just going there to play baseball. He's learned uh, his lesson. Know, He's learned his lesson. Um, and then, you know, but he doesn't say that to the CIA guy. He just says, you know, uh, not today, thank you. No, thank you. Um, but the important thing is, is the CIA operative managed to uh, swap out the baseballs that the <laughs> Bad News Bears are using with exploding baseballs that they were going to use to try and assassinate Castro. Oh, my God. As part of Operation Bay of Bears. It seems pretty dangerous um, with a group of kids. Right, but those exploding baseballs are still there. Okay. And so he goes back to the surveillance van. It's like, well, they didn't pick me, but those exploding baseballs are there. <laughs> and they're like, you know. So so anyway, that's so we, we get... And, of course, at this point, Marv, uh, Marvin's sort of negotiating with the Cuban government to try and, try and get, you know, get the bears out there. We hit a snag. Castro said, you know, we, we don't... We don't want, you know, capitalist Americans coming into our country. And he's pulled the whole thing. And they canceled the game again. Canceled the game again, (laughs) even before they were out there. Fantastic. Um, And so Marvin's talking to the Cuban representative. uh, You know, he's there at the um, the uh, is there a Cuban ambassador? Probably not. Right. Cuban embassy in L.A. I don't think so. Okay, he's at the at the. I wonder if there is now though. Cub- no, possibly fictional Cuban embassy in L.A. Yeah, and talking to the Cuban ambassador, the Cuban ambassador is like, I might be, you know, Castro changes his mind all the time mm. because he's a filthy communist. He doesn't say that, <laughs> but that's that's what the screenwriters are thinking, right? Clearly, you're the screenwriter. <laughs> But I'm also real. I also know what these movies are like, right? I, I'm trying to write in the spirit of these movies. Yes. And uh, he says, It'll you know, if, if you could find, if yes. you could find a coach who is sympathetic to socialism, we, I might be able to sell it to him. Mm. 
It's like, and, and Marvin Lazar's like, you know, this is America. Where are we going to, you know, so what do you want me to go into like an American Communist Party meeting and, and try and find someone? And, he, and it's like, no, it doesn't have to be someone who's a communist. It'd just be someone who is, a tra- you know, into trade unionism, so a shop steward somewhere. <laughs> Kelly is, in the, is uh, outside listening in to this conversation. Of course. And he's like, oh, shop steward. He realizes in the contact that he's been keeping up with his father since the two of them reconciled Mm -hmm. in 1977. (laughs) Question? His his father is the shop steward at the, you know, the American lead pipe plant that he works at. Yeah. In Texas. In Houston? Yeah, in Houston. Houston. And so he gets on the phone with his dad. It's like, you should come and you come and coach us. You could get us into Cuba. And he's like, well, I'm only a stop steward because they were going to take away our benefits if someone didn't do it. And I drew the short story. It's like, it doesn't matter. You know, and you're a great coach. And, you know, we can spend time together, all that stuff. Right. So that's how they get in to Cuba with William Devane is now back as the coach. All right. Marvin is the manager. They They arrive in Cuba. And... Um, as their training begins in Cuba, obviously they've got the exploding baseballs, which somehow didn't get picked up, uh, <laughs> like by secure by the TSA, right, on either side. Um, and <laughs> so they've got the exploding baseballs. They got William Devane in tow, and on like on the first night of training, everything yeah, everything's going great. They're like, oh, these guys are good. You know, we got to raise our game. Remember the think strategy. Uh, I can, you know. It's like uh, you guys are rusty, but we can pull you back to to where you were when you um, when the Houston game was. When did they win that game? They won that game. Yeah, they won that game. They won that game. It's like yeah, your own. We can pull you back to when you had your only win. <laughs> um, and uh, but like on the night, basically on the first night, when William Devane starts talking to the coaches on the opposing team. He gets a very clear sense that this this game is rigged from the start. There's no way that Castro is going to let an American team win in Cuba. Mm. Um, and you know he's being approached to throw the game by uh, various rep- various representatives of the Cuban government. So, what is it? What what does an American in that situation do? <laughs> Go straight to Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> Walks up to the gates of Guantanamo and he's he's like he's like guys I got to talk to you. Of course they put a bag on his head. Oh yeah. As he goes inside and he's like, why'd you put a bag on my head? All I, I said I was coming in of my own free will. He's like standard operating procedure for Guantanamo. <laughs> and he says, look, they approach you. It's like then they're they're not gonna. It's like you know I I I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do your dirty work for you. But there's no way the Bears are gonna win this game. So, uh, they still haven't told him about the exploding baseballs, though. Mm-hmm. That's a secret that they're still keeping because they think that he won't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. His, you know, his son play. The one of the CIA guys is like, "Don't tell him his son plays. He'd be worried about him getting hit in the crossfire mm-hmm. of that." So we can't tell him about the exploding baseballs. But they are. But the the American government are working behind the scenes with William Defane to um, William Defane to um, to try and level the playing field so that both teams uh have a um have a chance of winning mm-hmm. so in the end we've got a game which is evenly matched it could go either way uh probably probably 
you know, but we have these exploding baseballs, so probably what we're going to end up with is like it'll go down to the final moments of the game, <laughs> the last hit. But the last hit will be an exploding baseball. Now, when does it explode? Um, the second it hits the bat, or yeah, so it just blows up the children. Well, no, it's like is basically it a big it's enough like bomb to blow up the whole stadium. But it's like a it, it's like fault. Something's happened along the way that's kind of made it faulty. Ah, so it doesn't end up killing Castro, but we also don't know who won the who won the game. <laughs> And uh, that's that's bad news. Bears invade Cuba. Well, I loved all of it until the end. What? 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 You didn't like the exploding baseball? Well, we don't it's get... just a, a device, so we don't know who won the game because it's like it's like a tight, the tightest possible game until the end. I want to. Then know the exploding who wins baseball the game. comes. Everyone runs for cover, and the game, and then the game is abandoned. <laughs> and then they usual. have to flee Cuba. They have to flee Cuba by a CIA plane very quickly. So like the. The credits will be them like, you know, like that scene in Godfather 2 where it's like, Fredo, it's the only way out of Cuba. <laughs> That's great. All right. I'm on board. Okay. Good times. There you go. They really did invade Cuba. They, they did. <laughs> they didn't even know they were doing it. Yeah. So there we go. All right. Are you ready? I think so, yeah. All right. My sequel is titled, very simply, The Bad <laughs> News Bears Go for the Title. Oh, great. Oh, excellent title. <laughs> Thank you. Because you got the go from I Go I got the to go Japan. from the last one. Yeah. And I'm going but... to try to retcon what these movies <laughs> forgot and remembered. I take it all back. I take it all back. <laughs> You're going to try and retcon the retconning of the retcon. No, no, no. I'm not actually retcon. No. Okay, okay. But what I've decided is the Bad News Bears mm -hmm. learn <laughs> that the the only way they can go to Cuba yeah. is by being the champions of California. This is an interesting late rewrite. Yes. Oh, so wait. They have to become the. They have to become the champions of. So what is that? What is that Astrodome? That win? was just that. That was bringing the best of California to Texas for a game. <laughs> near as so near as I can tell. So this is the first. This is the first time they're trying. That they're trying to get back the title they lost from the first film. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm on uh, like you, you know, they decide, well, we're going to start with the kids all together at the baseball diamond mm -hmm. in similar fashion. I believe it's called a field, Mike. <laughs> and there's going to be this question of, listen, if we want to go to Cuba, we have to win the title. So... What are we going to do, and who is going to be our coach? Mm -hmm. And you're going to have one kid, you know, maybe it's Ahmed who says, well, Butterfield, you know, brought us to the championship that year, so maybe we should have Butterfield back. And then somebody else will say, 
Yeah, but, you know, Kelly's dad, he helped us win in Houston, so we should have him. To which somebody would, to which Kelly will reply, or to which somebody else will reply, yeah, but he lives in Houston. Like, he can't just come out and just coach us all season long when he lives in Houston. And that's when Kelly's going to say, actually, my dad is moving out here so we can be closer. Ah. And somebody else will say, well, what about Marvin? And everybody will say, Marvin? <laughs> Marvin should be a part of the team. He can promote us, but he can't coach us. Yeah. And what's going to end up happening is they're going to, it's not like yours in the sense that they're going to have a tryout, but they're going to bring all three together. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, who should it be? You're going to have Walter Matthau saying, well, I think it ought to be me. I brought you to the championship. But Devane... (laughs) (laughs) You're a chic man, Rico. There you go. Yes. Devane, uh, not only is he coming out to California, but he's got a new wife who has his own kid. An all-star shortstop. Oh, no. And so they're going to decide really good. <laughs> that all three of these coaches have to work together. And they're going to coach the team together. And yeah, it's I'm... like the Godfather. Yeah. You know, every, <laughs> right. every son. <laughs> right. <laughs> every son has one part of the whole, yeah. of the Don Corleone whole, yes. What I like about it is, you wouldn't know this, but part of the uh, first movie is that Butterfield, Walter Matthau was a minor league baseball player. And I don't Mm -hmm. think it's directly said in breaking training, but you get the sense that at least Devane played baseball. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so I like, like I picture this moment in which they're both talking to each other about the places they played and the things they've done. And there's Tony Curtis off to the side, kind of playing with his necklace and his medallions. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to see, eventually he's going to say, either of you guys, uh, you ever done any show business stuff? And they stop their conversation (laughs) and look at him and say, no. And then go back to talking about coaching baseball. So the kids are like, there's got to be a scene where he makes them like makes them over. (laughs) Yes, exactly. To so, a tailor and gets them suits. And yeah. Things. Yeah. So Marvin, baseball wise, they say mm-hmm. you can be at first base. You could be the first base coach. It's where you could do the least amount of damage. And he says, like you just said, I was going to say, he says, I can help you guys, you know, work on the aspect of making this team look good for the cameras so that once we win, we get to uh, go to Cuba. Right. They say, great. But what it is, it's like you have this division of labor and the coaches don't know, you know, Devane and Butterfield are not sure who should be doing what. And their division yeah. ends up making the team when they first start. Once again, the Bears are playing bad, Tom. You know, they have mm-hmm. this new kid. They've got, uh, I, I thought in my mind that you could get, you know, because you have Butterfield, you get Amanda back, Tatum O'Neill from the first movie, and you get wow, Carmen there was a girl back. In this team, huh? There was a girl in this team. Yeah, in the first movie. Why did they? Why did they take out that element of the sequels? I couldn't tell you. 
Well, I assume I'm that glad Tatum, I said that these were bad movies. I, I I assume that Tatum O'Neill just didn't want to come back, and they were like, "Great!" But there are other wi- other women, of course, who who act. Yes. <laughs> so, wow. you're gonna get oh, that is new information. Amanda and Carmen back, so that you have two good pitchers. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna be arguing about like who gets to start, who's the reliever. Who's going to, you know, do this? Who's going to do that? Kelly's now going to be arguing with the new ball player for the best mm-hmm. on the team kind of nonsense. So there's discord yeah. within the team. And, you know, by midseason, they all have to come together. The coaches have to get their shit together so that the kids can get their shit together. So they, they start playing. I'm thinking, I don't really remember. I mean, I can picture his face, but I don't remember the actor's name or anything from the first movie. I thought mm-hmm. we should move on to a new villain team. Okay. And have like a, you know, I I part of me wanted to bring back uh the dad from Gimme a Break who's got a vested interest in beating the bears. Yeah, that's a good idea. So I yeah, think definitely. that I think that's where I'm leaning towards and and yeah. so he's taking on a new team and they're a bunch of bullies and t- terrible people doing this mm-hmm. and doing that. And then of course, you know, once they come up with a division of labor, you know, Devane will take care of taking uh, the kids in the field. And Butterfield's uh, working on the pitchers. They both work together to work on batting. And meanwhile, Marvin's just making the team look good the whole time. Oh, I also thought it was a good idea, maybe, that Mustafa is now old enough to be on the team. Yeah, absolutely. So he's he's playing on the team as well. And as we know, Ahmed is already a grown man now, so he's <laughs> aged out of the program. Maybe, maybe he takes his brother's place. Yeah. And then the only question is, can they get their shit together in time to win the last big game, take the championship, and go to Cuba? And so and can that's, they? They do indeed. Oh wow! Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. But, the bad well, news bears go for the title. It's their Rocky too. Yeah. But that maybe I mean, would you have it so that they What I like it's is it's kind nar- of like an aftermath sequel, but an after after aftermath sequel. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no, what it it's an aftermath sequel and the previous two films were intequels. Yeah. There we go. Um would you have it so that it's a it's a narrow and possibly contestable win? Like, like it's, it's, it comes down to like in, you know, being in and out by like a, a, a millimeter or something. Well, yeah. I mean, a you know, a play at home plate is what I yeah. imagined. Yeah. Yeah. But almost like, I, I don't know what the equivalent would be of the falling down at the same time. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, from Rocky Two. Yeah, I, but, I mean, that's for the rewrite. Hard to do in baseball, falling down at the same time. Oh, there must be an equivalent though. There must uh, be like a, the ball is, the ball and the body are moving at exactly the same speed. Mm-hmm. You could have a uh, charge at the plate, and it's whether or not the catcher drops the ball. Yeah. Or it turns out that the and umpire is that... Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> and he just calls it all wrong anyway, and the Bears win. Steve Rake. 
Yeah, if it's if it's a and quest. that's all I know about baseball, everyone. <laughs> it's, uh, Simpsons and the Naked Gun. He's at the end of his rope. Yeah. If the uh, bully team were, you're gonna probably have some bully scenes in the middle of the movie, and if they're truly terrible, maybe uh, having Kelly or the new player or Engelbert, somebody hmm. somebody big and tough, knocking it, that person, the the biggest bully, on his ass. So that he drops yeah. the ball. Because um, then you could have the slow motion, them both falling to the ground. That's true. So uh, then it's just a question of whether or not. The series loves, loves Rocky pulls. He drops the ball, yeah. yeah. So there you have it. The Bad News Bears go for the title. And it also sets up going to Cuba. I guess it does, right? Yeah. yeah. So we can go well, from mine into yours. Kind of. Although... Then William Defane would have to go back. Well, I guess he could stay. In yeah, LA. it's a. We'd a have Butterfield to. We'd have, have to resolve that Defane question, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Butterfield would have to die of a heart attack. Maybe that's how my film could start. Not out of the realm of possibility. He does drink a lot like, of beer in that first movie. We just use a scene from. Uh, we use the scene of him in Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> yeah, and he's having the heart attack. Right, we're like, I don't know why he's out on a. Why is he in the middle a, a of a frozen ice lake? Sheet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's on vacation. <laughs> well, there you have it. Excellent. Yeah, a couple I of, think that's great. A couple I, of good I, pitches, I'm, I'm, I think. I think that's uh that's a really strong. Yours is like a really strong. Um, sequel remake kind of yeah which we'll we'll see you know when we get around to doing these well i like the idea of looping back to um, the original where you're in the actual little league and trying to win that championship but then you're also looping back to previous sequels and including all of that and now we can use that idea of kind of going forward but going back at the same time and and evaluate that against the reboot that they did and whether mm-hmm. one is better than the other. I think I already know which one is a preferable route, but let's pretend we don't. <laughs> but when we get there on yes. Patreon. Settle down, sir. You haven't seen either, so just take it easy. Okay. <laughs> I won't prejudge All right. until we've discussed them on Patreon. Patreon, indeed. <laughs> that's where you get our bonus material. Yeah, that's right. It's becoming an episode of Cinemax After Dark right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is leaning too far into erotica, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And uh, what do you call it? A, uh, I was going to say BDSM, but is it BDSM the 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 audio porn thing? Sure, that was BDSM right. something totally different. I, think I don't that, know. I think that's wrong. I think that's something. I think that is porn, but the totally different kind of porn. But like aggressive. ASMR? A- a- me ASMR? What's the... Oh, now you're... you lean into the microphone and say sexy things and people come in their pants. <laughs> Don't act like you've never heard of it. <laughs> ASMR, I think it is. BDSM, I think, is... I don't know. I gotta stop talking. <laughs> You're taking us down a road that is gonna get us sued and fired and murdered. I don't like where we are right now. 
definitely clicking that not suitable for kids on YouTube when I post this episode. <laughs> well, the first one <laughs> well, that, hey, sounded like what, something I'd maybe, heard of before. The second one, not so much. Maybe the um, maybe that's how we brand our Patreon. It's like, like Baywatch Nights, or yeah, right. <laughs> well, that wasn't sexier than Baywatch, was it? Baywatch was already pretty sexy. I mean, plenty sexy. If anything, Baywatch Nights was less sexy because he was a detective, right? God, I forgot about Baywatch Nights. That's fantastic. You, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? David yeah. Hasselhoff was yeah. a private detective in the evenings. It's like he, uh, it was like Knight Rider without the car. <laughs> Baywatch without the beach. <laughs> Baywatch without the beach, yeah. There you go. Without the bay. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to tell us which of these pitches you like the most. You can do that by finding <laughs> finding us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us that email to everythingsequel at gmail.com. Look out for Tom's poll. It'll be in the field. And as always, if you haven't already, subscribe to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Give us a few bucks and you get bonus content. Yeah. Am I right or am I right, Tom? You're right. And, you know, this is this is going to be one of our yeah. future uh, double headers. Uh, Big time. Not that's bad. That's a baseball term. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Because because we we do originals and reboots and we match we match them up. And this movie's got one of each. And this movie's or got this one series. of each. Or this series. And it's like when we started this process I was like, "Oh, I wonder if we're going to get we're going to be able to get them match, get them to match every time." Um and now I'm like, "We're never going to run out of these." <laughs> Don't never, speak never, too never. soon, sir. Oh, honestly, we've got years of this in the bag. I'm excited. We've already done. Yeah. All right. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll have a new series coming at you next time. For now, we say goodbye. For Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions, Michael Schantz here of the How Dare You Awards. Say goodbye to them, Tom. Next year, Cuba. <laughs> that is that is a this blatant is where you accuse me a this blatant is where... attempt to try and put your sequel above my sequel with your last line how dare I, you i knew you were gonna go there i knew that you were gonna accuse me of trying to court court the court the uh the electorate as you were i stand I by it was, yeah what better way to sign off, though? I can't disagree. Next year, Cuba. And there wasn't a movie next year, and it wasn't set in Cuba. Until now. Like all good... Well, yes. Like all good sequels, it plans for a future that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So long, everyone.
I like to think I know something about beer, but nowadays even I get overwhelmed when confronted by the exhaustive selection of craft beers they have at bars, breweries, and even grocery stores. Back in the day you had one, maybe two craft beers to choose from, and if you were confused, you ordered a Guinness. But in beer stations like San Diego, the craft beer options lately are in double, sometimes even triple, digits. So what's a beer drinker to do? You need what I need, the Vegas Beer Guys. Your beer of choice should be a perfect blend of malt and hops. And so a live show about beer needs that same balance. And the Vegas Beer Guys matches beer expert Dan Aker with self-proclaimed beer novice Stephen J. Weiss. The results are eminently drinkable. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beers. Think of them as your beer sherpas guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your pint. God, I need a beer. Did you know that the Everything Sequel podcast has a sequel? It's our Patreon, and for a low monthly donation, you can get up to two exclusive full-length ad-free bonus episodes. $5 a month gets you an episode discussing all the original movies from the series we've covered on the podcast. And that's a lot of snakeheads. But $10 a month scores you the reboot. To boot. Support Everything Sequel on Patreon and reap the benefits of amazing brand new content you quite literally can't get anywhere else. Got more money than sense? We also offer one-time payments that will get you in the driver's seat of the podcast. Maybe even the passenger seat. That metaphor doesn't work, but our show does. So join the Patreon and believe the hype. It's a sequel.